Difficult people can show up just about anywhere in your life. It could be a sibling, it could be a relative, it could be a neighbor down the street, someone you work with, or it could even be someone that you go to church with. There are difficult people that we'll have to deal with as long as we're in this world. And for this week's Grace Talks, I wanna have a conversation about how to deal with the people in your life that you might refer to as being difficult. Before we get into any practical talks today and this week, what I want to do is simply normalize the whole idea that there will be difficult people and don't feel bad if you think that someone in your life is difficult. At the heart of every difficult relationship you have, the common theme is there are differences between you and them. Differences in how you see the world, differences in personality, there are differences in goals and motivations, there's a difference between you, and that's what's causing the difficulty. But this wasn't always the case. Back at the beginning, God actually created people differently for the reason not to create conflict between them, but so that there could actually be more unity between them. When God created Adam and Eve, he did so in a way that he made them different. He made them unique. They were very much equal and on the same level, but he created them uniquely so that they were different in a way that would complement each other. And that's the way God intended it to be. Our differences would complement each other. But what we see unfold in Genesis chapter 3 is that when sin entered the world, no longer did our differences complement each other, but now they started to compete. In fact, God addressed Eve in that garden, and he addressed Adam, and he basically told them that because of sin being in the world, no longer would their differences completely work well together, but now they would start to compete against each other. God was talking to Eve when he told her this. He said, Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Now, there's a lot in that one verse, but the point of it is that though Eve would want some things from her husband that only he could fulfill, he would react in a very different way than she was expecting. There would be competition where God wanted there to be a completing. No longer would they complement each other in the way God wanted, but now there would be a competition. And Eve was warned, your husband will be a difficult person to live with. And Adam would receive the same. Your wife will be a difficult person on some days. So the good news is this. Not always will it be this way. Someday in heaven, when we no longer have a sinful world and a sinful nature that's plaguing us, we will be able to see the differences in the way God created us in a way that we can celebrate them. No longer will we be competing because of our differences, but in heaven we'll be able to complement each other just like God intended us. And the other piece of good news is that you do not have to wait until heaven to enjoy the kind of peace that God wants us to have. Even in this world, because of what Jesus did, we can see that our differences can complement each other. In fact, as Jesus is talking about what he did in this world, he acknowledges all the different gift sets, all the different personalities, and all the different things that might motivate us and drive us. He brings an amazing unity to all of it so that we can celebrate the differences we have with people. So this week, as we get started with this discussion on how to deal with difficult people, I want you to think of one person in particular. What are the differences between you and that person? 
And as you think about those differences, would you take a step to ask God to help you celebrate what makes you different so that instead of competing with them, you would start to complement one another in the way that God designed. Nobody likes having to deal with a difficult person. And the ironic thing is that when we label someone else as a difficult person, usually our reaction is to become a difficult person right back to them. I see this all the time with my three kids. Whenever I bring attention to an indiscretion that they might be guilty of, their first reaction is to start with the words, but they. Did you hit your sister? Yes, but she did this to me. Did you hide your brother's stuff? Yes, but he did this to me. They were being difficult, so I can be difficult right back to them. Now, as adults, we get so much better at hiding this and masking this, but the same truth plays out. Whenever someone else is being difficult to us, we can use that as justification for being difficult to them. After all, don't we want to teach them a lesson that it's not okay to be difficult? Now, thankfully, God does not act the way we do. When we are difficult to him, or as the Bible might say, if we are, if we are unrighteous or if we are sinful in our demeanor towards God, he does not become difficult back to us, but he remains who he is. Here's just a brief verse from Matthew chapter 6 that highlights that truth. Jesus said this, he said, God causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. As God looks at humanity, it's not like he singles out certain people and is bad for them or is being difficult for them because they're being difficult to him. God is love. God is generous. God is the provider. He's the creator. And in all that he does, God continually never changes who he is because of what we do. And today, as we continue this discussion on dealing with difficult people, I want to encourage you to take God's cue on how to deal with difficult people. Remember how God dealt with you. He did not come to you and deal with you with difficulty, but rather he came to you with kindness and with love and forgiveness. And the last thing that I want for you is to let a difficult person change who you are. So today, as you maybe think about a relationship or two in your life that's difficult, don't use that as justification for being difficult back to them. Instead, live out your life as someone who is loved by God, who received kindness and favor from God. And what you have received from God, simply pass on to those difficult people in your life. Now tomorrow, we're gonna get really specific about how to start putting that into practice. But for today, challenge yourself to think about difficult people differently. Maybe don't think about dealing with the difficult people, think about loving them. Several years ago, I saw a fun animated movie with my kids. Uh, the movie was about a bull named Ferdinand. And in one part of the movie, Ferdinand was enjoying all the sights and sounds and smells of the town square and as he was looking through things, he got a little spooked. And when he got spooked, he started to destroy some things and he had to quickly find a place to hide. And this is where the funny part comes in. Ferdinand found his way into this little shop that was full of dishes and plates and expensive glasses. And as the camera pans out, you see that he is literally a bull in a china shop. 
And it was so funny watching this huge bowl try to navigate his way between all these dishes. It, you just know that it's only a matter of time until things come crashing down. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because when it comes to difficult people in your life, it can kind of feel like at times they are a bowl in a china shop. Our natural reaction towards difficult people is to keep them away from anything of importance and especially keep them away from maybe the sensitive things or the things that you value in your heart. What I want to show you today as we continue our talk about dealing with difficult people is that God does not want you to distance yourself from them. It's true, we need to have healthy boundaries, which we will talk about tomorrow. But for today, I want to show you some biblical wisdom about the best and healthiest way to address those who might be difficult in your life. The section I want to look at is a section from Ephesians chapter 4, and this section helps us to understand our posture towards those who might be difficult. And as we read this, our mindset is remembering what God has done for us. So here's what Ephesians chapter 4 says. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Be completely humble which means put the interests of others above your own. Be gentle, which means you do not expect an immediate change to their behavior, but rather you are patient with them using love rather than coercion to change who they are. Be completely respectful. Be gentle, be patient. Patient means that we take the emphasis off of what we want right now and we let them go at their pace. When it comes to the way that we deal with difficult people, it's so easy to put distance between us and to try to keep our lives safe by keeping them out of it. But God, by his love for us, compels us to be gentle, to be kind, and to be patient with those who might need some extra kindness. Because what you and I know is that it wasn't the anger of God that changed our hearts. It was his kindness and his love. So what I want you to do today is, as you think about the difficult people in your life, just answer yourself honestly this question. How have you been keeping them away? Or what have you been keeping them away from? The love that God showed you is a compelling reason to seek them out, to be patient, and to be gentle, knowing that it was God's love that changed you. So it's true that when it comes to the difficult people in your life, you should have a posture of gentleness and patience and love because that's what God showed you. But what I want to acknowledge today is that having that kind of gentleness and patience can take a lot of energy from you. So for today's Grace Talks, let's put up some healthy boundaries and guardrails to help protect us as we deal with difficult people. So I wanna show you one specific boundary or guardrail that is good to have in your life. This is good for every relationship, but it's crucial for the relationships with difficult people, especially difficult people who might be close to you. Now, before I share with you the boundary or the, the guardrail that's so important, we have to talk about what we're trying to protect to begin with. When it comes to difficult people, not only are you protecting your personal energy and how you spend it in your life, but what's super important is protecting your emotional well-being. When it comes to difficult people, when you are drained to a certain part, it is so easy to let your emotions take over, whether that's anger or taking a defensive posture or outrage. When we are 
running thin on our energy, it's so easy to let our hearts off guard. And that's what today's guardrail is all about. It's about putting a safeguard in place so that your heart is in a good place. And today's guardrail simply has everything to do with how God views you and how you view yourself. I want to read a section here from Galatians chapter 1. This book of the Bible gives us a clear look at what it means to deal with people who are difficult, but how that doesn't change how you view yourself. These are words from the Apostle Paul who had to deal with difficult people, absolutely. But no matter how many people he dealt with, it did not change his view of who he was. So here's from Galatians chapter 1. He simply says this, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. There were so many ways in his life that he was running emotionally thin because of all the difficult people he had to deal with. And yet, Paul anchored his personal emotional health to who God declared him to be. He believed that God approved of him, and so he didn't need to win the approval of all the people around him. And for us today, there's such power in that, where yes, you will have to deal patiently and gently with some of the difficult people in your life, but it's not on you to win their approval. It's not up to you to make them happy with you. It's, it's not up to you to restore some kind of a perfect relationship. You get to simply enjoy the approval that you have from God. Because of what Jesus did for you, God loves you, he is pleased with you, he approves of you. And yes, you'll make some mistakes in how you deal with people and there will be some not so gentle times, but you don't have to live for other people's approval. The guardrail is simply this, to not let difficult people determine who you are. Don't live for them. Live in light of what God has done for you. And as we deal with the difficult people in our life, it won't always be easy, but the comfort and the safety guard we have is who God has made us in Christ. Well, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I realize I have to learn. And I'm not just talking about knowledge and reading books, but what's really hit me lately is how much I have to learn about myself and who I am and why I do what I do. Well, for this week's Grace Talks, we've been talking about how to deal with difficult people. And today, as we wrap up our series, I wanna share with you one unexpected blessing of having difficult people in your life. And this takes us all the way back to the beginning of the week where we recognized why it is that there are difficult people in our life. The reason there are difficult people is because there are differences between us. We see the world differently. We have different core principles. We're, we have different goals or values that drive us. Between you and every difficult person, there's some sort of a difference. And that takes us to the unexpected blessing that we get from having difficult people in our lives. And the principle that we're gonna to get to revolves around a simple question. When it comes to difficult people in your life, what would a wise person do? And the book of Proverbs gives us a hint about that. Proverbs 9 verse 9 says this, Instruct the wise and they will be wiser. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. There's this idea that even if you're a wise person, even if you can recognize the difference between you and someone else, there is always something to learn. And when it comes to difficult people, quite often, there is something to learn. So my encouragement for you this week is simply this, 
Thank God for the unexpected blessings that come from difficult people in your life. Quite often, they have a mindset or a worldview or a belief that you don't quite understand, and that's what's causing some difficulty between you. So as you think about that, answer this question. What does this difficult person have to teach you? What would a wise person do? As you think about that, maybe it will lead you to a question that you can ask them, something that only they could answer. Maybe it's a question of curiosity that will help you see things from their perspective. And here's what I know. As you approach someone with curiosity and ask them questions about how they see the world, your curiosity might just be the kindness that draws them closer to you. So as we conclude the series, why don't we thank God for the difficult people in our life, the people who are maybe different, see things differently. And as we thank God for them, let's also see what we can learn from them. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson. You might remember when my podcast, Little Things, was right here on Grace Talks, or maybe you've never heard of me. Either way, I want to invite you to listen to Little Things, which is now its own podcast. We take a look at little things and little ways that we can change our thinking to know and love God more. So please check out Little Things wherever you listen to your podcasts.